This is Kanzen Chu, the podcast, episode 360 for the week of April 20th, 2014. What up, AOs? Welcome to Kanzen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Kanzen Shu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening in a little bit. Oh, entertaining. My name is Mike Vegito EX. What's up? It's been a while, everyone. Uh, that vacation there turned into work, that turned into site difficulties, and that turned into more site work, and that turned into the flu, and that turned into all these weeks just happened to go by without a podcast episode. So uh, next time you're wondering where that fourth promised installment of the uh, GT review of awesomeness is, just remember this and multiply that by many more people. <laughs> and that's where that episode of the podcast is. Uh, but it was a nice little break. Uh, everyone had a lot of work to do here at Consentium. Man, it's been a crazy month. Have you been following the website? I hope you've been following the website. It's been nuts. Here's what's going on. Dragon Ball Kai is back on TV in Japan after years of being dead with the Majin Buu arc. The collected edition of Jocko the Galactic Patrolman came out in Japan. Oh, and by the way, it had a bonus chapter called Dragon Ball Minus in it with Bardock and Goku's mother, Gine. Uh, the extended edition of Battle of Gods aired on TV in Japan. Yeah, all this happened over the last month or so. What year is this? Is this really 2014? Are we sure that Dragon Ball isn't still new and current and like the biggest thing ever? No, we say this. We've been saying this. We've been doing the podcast since 2005, and I've been doing the website going back to 1998, and it always feels like we're always saying, is this real life? Can this possibly be happening? Is Dragon Ball still going this strong? And we take a couple years off every once in a while, but it just keeps coming back. Oh yeah, and uh, JSTAR's Victory Versus, a little video game, that came out. That's actually the subject for the topic this week. In just a minute, Kieran Lord Moonstone, who talked about Battle of Z with me a little while back, he's uh, going to join me for a nice discussion about that game, which uh, actually just came in right before we took a little podcast break. So it's been uh, one of the main gaming experiences you know, for a lot of people in the Konzenshu friends and family community over this last month. So we're going to talk about, is it a good Dragon Ball game? Is it a good jump game? And why are you not playing it right this second? And that's what's on tap for this week. It's uh, just me talking at you right now. We're going to skip over all the general news stuffage. It's it's just been too crazy. There's no way that we can comprehensively cover all of that as a catch-up thing in one episode. I mean, every little bit of news is basically a topic in and of itself, and we're absolutely going to hit all of those up in due time. So be sure to check out the website itself. Yep. There's a site, too, for all the details, everything you want to know. So uh, we got your topic coming your way. I got some thoughts from you. Then we have a look ahead at what's going on with the website in a future podcast episode. So it really is a full episode ahead of you right now. So enjoy the topic and I'll catch up with you after that for wrapping up stuffage. J stars victory versus it's a Dragon Ball game, sort of, as much as it is any other anime franchise video game. Joining me to talk about it is uh, one of the latest folks to uh, always be counted on 
for good video game conversations. Karen, Lord Moonstone, up dude. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, so how's Battle of Z going for you? I'm still, uh, you know, I actually, I'm surprised. I went back to uh, play it again because I was working on a review and I had, uh, dare I say, fun. Really? I had an enjoyable time playing online. No lag. People knew what they were doing. Wow. So have we finally weeded out all of the uh, the scrubs? Like, <laughs> so everyone who knows what they're doing. It was all people landing synchros bunch of teamwork everyone knew what they were doing i was shocked and i was like just bashing the game as i was going through and i went to go play it and oh having fun now so i don't know <laughs> i didn't see a patch released or anything but it's pretty fun so far all right well i guess if uh you're still into battle z go check that out but we are throwing that aside no now. none of that no no i i'm throwing it aside for jay no, oh for yeah no let me confirm you yeah throw it away okay this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Man, J-Star, so this came out on the PS3 and the Vita. It is exclusive to Japan. came out March 19th, 2014. J-Stars, now, this is a game that was originally revealed, get this, December 2012. We've known about this game for that long. Back then, it was Project versus J. That was the first key visual we got there with Goku, Luffy, and Toriko from, of course, Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Toriko. Here's the thing. It fell away for a while. It's like, hey, remember yeah. that game? All right, Naruto's in it. Okay, then we're going to be quiet completely again for a while. Then it came back super hardcore. Now, it was a game being created in celebration of the 45th anniversary of Jump over in Japan. So it does span a whole huge history of Jump series. Uh, Karen, how would you describe J-Stars? It's, uh, hmm, I would say this is a team action game. No, see, you describe Battle of Z as a team action game. I would okay. not quite go as far as that sort of... Oh, man. They are kind of similar, though, aren't they? They are kind of similar. I mean, there's cards in this, but they're not They're not nearly that big of a deal. I think no. everybody's playing without them. It has some fighting game elements. Like, they're definitely there. I'd, I'd compare this to, like, Anarchy Reigns. Mm, or Power okay. Stone, like something like that. Yeah, it definitely feels much more like that. The I kind of want to say the party fighting game style of things, but yeah. that almost brings to mind Smash Brothers. And it's you think of the Jump franchise games, and we have had literal Smash Brothers clones in the past. We yeah, had, D.O.N. I'd say is closer to that definition. Totally, and of course, Superstars and Ultimate Stars on the yeah. DS. I mean, <laughs> there could not have been any more of a Smash Brothers style game. Yeah. This is not quite that because we are on a 3D field here. So it's not just 2D um, on the side. I mean, DON was obviously polygonal, but it's still played on a 2D mm -hmm. field. This is, you're locking onto characters, you're running 360 degrees, jumping, double jumping all over the place. So it does have that Power Stone kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. Like there's the pretty big stages, like there's always, there's little places to go in all the stages and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like they're, they're very, uh, like even uh, the stage for Namek has like a lot of really cool secrets going on there. So it's like, it's definitely trying to get players to go around and explore like the whole area of the field, not just say, here's like the little, here's the dark tournament. Okay, let's go. Final destination. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you're talking about there. I know you can go underwater on that stage. You go over to the stage for Kenshin, which is where Kenshin fought Shishio. And it's got little alcoves kind of behind these little tower things. Uh, Toriko's stage is kind of too much where you can destroy all the vegetables all over the place. Can they get trapped under things? I mean, it's uh, yeah. the, the stages are, are very, very varied. It's 
as we're going to talk about, every single aspect of this game is a love letter to every series that it is representing, all thrown together in this uh, fun battle fighting action kind of game. I guess kind of one of the first questions is, do you think the overall package does represent um, the, the world of jump faithfully because we have a lot of oh man what's the the word i want to use here it's like we have cash-ins we have shovelware it's so easy to just cram a bunch of jump stuff into something and call it a day mm-hmm. i'd like to say that this is a fairly complete package my only big gripes okay. are um on a basic engine level i feel it's a little clunky yeah I hear you. Uh, other than that, I think the story mode is kind of just thrown on there. Yeah, like, it totally if, is. If, if I could fluently read Japanese, like I've seen some people mention little things going on in the dialogue here that they translate. I'm like, okay, that sounds pretty fun. Like if I could read it and see what's going on, maybe I'd have a bit more fun. But it's just text and you're going around on a boat and you get upgrades and you visit like different stages that are all on this little world map, mm-hmm. kind of like in the uh, Budokai games, yep. or, uh, Budokai 3, you could like fly around yeah, totally. and visit all the locations. In this, it's reminiscent of that, but you visit different little segments of jump worlds, like you go to Penguin Village or uh, Karin's Tower and stuff like that instead. Yeah, so. I think th- equating it to the Budokai 3 story mode is... Uh, it's a pretty apt description. You really are just going from location to location on your ship. You go in and it's just text. You get some nice visuals, you know, just 2D drawings of even more mm-hmm. characters than are playable in the game. So you get all those nice little references and cameos and things. But uh, the story mode just kind of is what it is. And it's just an excuse to throw a whole bunch of characters together. I feel like yep. the game already is that excuse. I guess they needed that kind of ancillary story mode. Be like, well, this is really why they're together. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of feel like you didn't really need to give that to me, but I appreciate the effort. They're all here for a big festival and everybody's coming together. All the jump worlds are trying to fight in this tournament or something. Like, sure, sure. Whatever. And then you go to space and okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, let me ask you, how, how far have you played through the story mode? I pretty much just did all the first one, all Luffy's. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's um, enough. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I did a uh, Naruto's story. And then I went through a little of Ichigo's and I was like, oh, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I was poking around on the internet and going, wait, it's pretty much just the same thing, just different set of characters. I don't know if I can do it. And you you don't get anything that's really beneficial to if you just want to play the game. You don't need to play the story mode at all. You can just enjoy playing the game and you unlock the ability to unlock stuff just as well by just playing the game. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a great thing was that my friend didn't have all the characters. So we just started playing online and you get points depending on like how well you coordinated or use attacks or use defense. And like this gives you more points to spend at the store. Right. And so just playing online with my friend, he was able to get enough points to unlock all the rest of the characters and he hadn't even beat story mode. Right. So I thought that was really good that, hey, if you guys just want to jump in and fight instead of, you know, dinking around with this little tacked on story mode, you can do that and still get the same value out of it. Yeah, I think it's really important to point all of that out because as you were saying that maybe the game itself is just a little clunky but everything about it and I kind of want to come around to this later is so forward thinking especially for this kind of again let's just call it shovelware not in a derogatory way but because it's 
It's a cash-in celebration oh, on something. Yeah. That the Celebratory whole game. is just to sell you stuff. That being said, there's so many little things about this game. I'm like, wow, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. Uh, you I got know. away with this. You actually managed to get this in the game. They let you do this? Really? That's why I think this game comes together so much more than even uh, Superstars and Ultimate Stars, which were amazing packages for what Absolutely. they were on the yes. DS. I think in, in certain uh, game crafting respects... This blows even those out of the water. I would totally agree. The only thing I would uh, I would defend for the Stars games is that their cast was just so vibrant. There were all these characters you wouldn't even think yeah. that they would pull in that you could get. And there's still like a few like really uh really surprising choice picks here like throughout like people you can use so i was very surprised to see like a few people coming back that i loved using in the stars games so that yeah. was really fun and well let's talk about the cast uh, man i forget who it was it was someone who's on our form and or neogaf and they were talking about it in reference to our side something like that and the the <laughs> quote i saw mentioned was well they managed to get the god license for everything because they have Fist of the North Star and Saint mm-hmm. Seiya and all these series that are getting trapped up with multiple publishing companies, they still manage to get in here. And not just that, but they have all the voice actors for everything I know. in here. And not just that, the Anna Song version has the theme songs for all these various shows from all these different record labels. Like, how? This this is Japan. This doesn't ever happen. How'd you I do know. this? Like, that, I think that is... That's like when I first realized that because I was banking for them to get some Hokotono Ken characters. And uh-huh. of course, Kenshiro, that's all I want. Yeah, and then you yeah. got me. And then once that came out and then I realized they're also the same voice actors for everybody. I was like, this is incredible. Like you, I thought the coolest thing was just taking the characters from their respective series in their respective stage. It felt like I was playing a game based on that series yeah you've got a full dragon ball game here you've got a full kenshin game here you've got a full bleach game here you've definitely got a full one piece game here i mean it really truly does feel as if you've got the perfect dragon ball game starring all these other people the perfect one piece game starring all these other people i think that is j star's best selling point is like the fact that you can say all right let's go to namek have goku versus frieza and you can it feels like a dragon ball game it feels great then you go okay now let's have some fun. Goku and Kenshiro versus Frieza and Rao on Namek. <laughs> let's go. And it still feels solid. It feels great. Yep. And it's just very, very fun to play, even if it's a little slow. It just, it keeps rewarding you. And like, there's all these fan service nods. Voice acting is stellar for everybody. All their super moves look amazing. The models look so animated too. They look so vibrant. They really everybody do. Everybody is like... Everybody feels so alive in this. And I think it's great how everyone moves differently. Like Naruto does his little ninja run. And Arale, when she runs, does a little keen every time she runs <laughs> exactly, around. Like, exactly. It's With so, the poop out. It's so lovingly made. I love it. Let's talk uh, just real quick a little bit more about the graphical presentation of the game. Then I want to sure. kind of get into the nitty gritty. Um, have you been playing on the PS3 and or Vita? How have you been doing the game? I've just been doing PS3. I was thinking about getting the Vita version. So how is it? Oh, man. It is much much better than Battle of Z was, if that's how we want to compare okay, PS3 um, and Vita versions of games, mm-hmm. where it's definitely downscale. Like the graphical models take a, I don't want to say a huge hit, but a very, very noticeable hit. I actually mm. think there's less slowdown in the Vita version than the PS3 version on Toriko's stage in particular. That one oh, feels to me on yes. PS3 like kind of unplayable at points, and on Vita it's like, hmm. 
this is more playable than it was on <laughs> PS3. So I yeah. think just reducing things down. Uh, I mean, otherwise, it is point for point. It is just that game. And uh, so nice. the way that uh, I did this, and here's here's my little story as we lead into how I played this game. Oh, boy. If you follow me on Twitter, <laughs> you saw this story. <laughs> so I yeah. had it shipped uh, Priority Express through FedEx because I was going to be on vacation. I was taking a cruise. It was Jeff and his wife's one year anniversary. Did a cruise together. It was going to be wonderful. Uh, the game was set to come in the day before I left to leave the country. So I did the pre-sign thing for FedEx where it's like, I know you need a signature. I'm signing ahead of time. Please just leave it. I'm at work. I get notification that they did not leave the package. So I call them up. I'm like, you bastards. You know, in much nicer words, of course. You know, I, I pre-signed, please leave the package. Oh, we're so sorry. We'll turn the truck around. And they did. They turned the truck around. They went back. They still didn't leave the package. I called them up again. I said, what are you doing? And I got escalated up the ladder to the customer advocacy department, whatever. And finally, I turned back around and they truly did leave the package for me. So I had JSTARS to take with me on vacation, which was wonderful. Of course, I was on a boat and I had no internet, which meant I was on my own in a Japanese game. Yeah. Which hasn't been that way in a while. The story mode was wonderful to play that way, though. It really works on a portable level because you can just kind of go in and out. You want to play that for a little bit. And I was playing on the Vita, so I just jumped out. I was playing an Ease game for a little bit as well. So on PS3, I don't know. It's just so little dinky and clumsy and slow to sail around Mm -hmm. and stuff. I think that worked far better on the portable level than it did on the console level. So in that respect, I think the Vita version really shines. I'm also just biased toward handheld systems. I love them to death. I'm the same way. Like you said, if any, if everything could be portable and I could just play it anywhere, right. give it to me. And that's why I love what they did here where it's cross-save compatible. You do the same thing that you did in Battle of Z where it's you done, mm-hmm. upload your save, next system, download the save, you just continue where you left off. So when I came home and I booted up the PS3 version, I just carried right on, right where I left off with all the characters I've unlocked and everything from there. So nice. I think that's, uh, of course, you have to pay double. You have to buy the game twice to do that. But if you're going to go all in like... Like I did. I think that's a great way to do it. So uh, I think that's how the Vita version shines, where yes, it's a visual downgrade, but not significantly to the point of being ugly or anything. And uh, just that cross save helps it just a huge deal. So in terms of other graphical stuff, uh, PS3 version, I think that character models look wonderful, very animated, very, very oh, yes. fluid. Uh, I use Shishio a lot in his super move where yes. it's serrated blade where it's, I mean, it is watching the TV series the way they do stuff. And that's why I think JSTARS is a little weird. It's a celebration of jump, but we're talking about all these particular animations from the TV adaptations, all the voice actors from the TV adaptations, all the theme songs from the TV adaptations. It really feels like Jump is, they're treating it as we know we're larger than just ourselves. And I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. They're extending, like, even though they have the little uh, manga motif throughout the menus and things like that, Mm -hmm. this is absolutely based and like fulfilling the dream of all the anime fans totally. that have seen this especially with the anime openings and even the background music in the uh in the ost for the game sounds like something you would hear like especially the naruto one i'm like uh-huh. that's just straight from the soundtrack yep. like I, I could pin that <laughs> and the fact that they're all in, all the titles are in english is very helpful as you scroll through <laughs> yes. raging blast wait which which series could that possibly be from hmm i wonder <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, talk about the gameplay itself. Uh, let's do it. You, you focus on a character. You can kind of run around and then you lock onto a character. You can swap if you want, uh, you know, t- 
who you're focused on. Um, so you've got the same kind of, you know, like short melee attacks and stronger attacks and kind of like a special attack you can use. You can jump, you can double jump. Is there a better way to describe the mechanics of this game? Every, everyone's just so different. Yeah, like that is the coolest thing is that even though like you have your light, strong and special attack and you change it up by either using like guard and a button or like an input direction and a button. So it's a... Uh, it's very fun to see people with, like, say, uh, Jonathan Joestar. I'm sorry, Jonathan Joestar. Oh, jeez, I know, right? <laughs> and you do, um, you do his uh, his guard break move where you grab somebody and like you suplex him. For when you pick Kenshin and you do that, he sheaths his sword and runs around really fast. And I was like, what is this? Like everybody does different things, like very different things for all their different inputs. It's just so much fun to see how varied characters are and how they play. Yeah, you can do a lot of things with characters, uh, just slightly altering your input. One of my favorites is Luffy. The way he runs in, and the running in this game is kind of weird. Like, it's a straight dash that you can sort of tilt to the side a little bit and then not do much with. The reason I love Luffy is you can get his arms flying all over the place as you run forward, so at least you're doing something really effective for yourself while you're kind of blaring they're in completely open so just different characters have so many different options no absolutely no matter how you want to play this is the highest praise that we can give a fighting game i mean i come from ye olden street fighter days and i know you're deep into fighting games as well the Mm -hmm. fact that everyone is so different means i have so many options at my disposal that are all so equally fun. And I think that's the most attractive thing to this as well, is that even if there's care, I encourage everybody that has this to play characters you don't know. Oh yeah. So like, like you'll find somebody that is super fun to play like hell teacher Nube. Like I love playing as him. I don't know anything about who the character is, but he's just super fun to play. And I just, I think it's really neat how all of them still feel different. And in a certain way, like they embody their series, like all the Dragon Ball characters and the Bleach characters, they can air dash. Yep. And they can do all these things representative of their series. Like if you charge up all the way as Goku or Vegeta, they'll go Super Saiyan. Mm -hmm. And then you can do different things depending on what state you're in. So I think like there's all these little really small mechanics that they have that make every character feel very different, but also reminiscent of the series. Like it keeps coming back to this fan service notion of saying, we watch those shows. We know what you like. Here's everything. And it feels so great. And here's the thing. Spike Chunsoft made this game. You know, the people who did the sparking games. I know. (laughs) Maybe that's where the clunkiness kind of comes from. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's like, if (laughs) that's residual spikeness of this game. (laughs) And yet they've still advanced to this level where, is it just that there was so much time spent on this game? I mean, the fact that it was announced December 2012 and we got it far more than a year later, this game was in development for quite some, I mean, who knows? It probably wasn't even yet in development in December 2012. It's kind of a pre Probably, yeah, they probably just had that little teaser say, hey, we're going to do this. But still, that, that was a good amount of time to give this game. That makes such a difference compared to the annualization of the Dragon Ball games. And then they wrap those up mm-hmm. and then it's time for a new generation of console hardware where they got to kind of start all over again. Here we are yeah. at the tail end of the PS3 and Spike has had a chance through uh, not just Dragon Ball, but all the various other projects they've been working on to 
really hone in on what they wanted to do with this game. And yes, it's definitely a spike game. Yeah. But it far surpasses anything I feel like they've ever done. Yeah. Like I think the most, the most spiky thing, I think along with how uh, it feels a little clunky, but there's a lot of charging. There's a lot of time where you're just sitting there and you'll have to charge your stamina or like you'll run, you'll run out of energy and not realize it. And then you have to, you gotta find some place to hide, charge up, or just wait for a second without doing anything. Which is, which kind of sucks, but hey, it still plays very fun, like once you're in the action and it still feels great. You say that, and I feel like I agree, but I feel like I disagree at the same time. It really does feel like there's always something going on. And yeah, I've charged up sometimes, but then I'm like, I didn't really need to do that. I could have just run in and just kept going. It would have built up a little bit. I think it's, it's on that border of, just a little too little energy kind of thing. Just, a, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it's tough to put in words. Like they're just on the line for me of not quite nailing that stamina thing. It feels like they've improved it a lot. I just, I thought that knowing, just, I think knowing that Spike made it, maybe I was looking for it. Like, yeah, we're we going to have to yeah. stop and charge. <laughs> where am I going to have to do this? But, uh, but overall, I still think it's, uh, it's definitely more polished than the like than the blast games in my opinion let's talk options i want to talk uh more about some of the other characters in the game and not even necessarily the dragon ball characters someone that i ran into actually playing against online i hadn't fought much against him uh against the computer and that's aizen from bleach he has some really neat stuff where he kind of sets up walls in front of him i didn't get far enough reading into bleach to know you know what this comes from the Mm -hmm. the stuff i read up to he just kind of revealed as the villain didn't really Hair gel villain. Yeah, yeah. Like he all of a sudden he just put his. He no longer looked like Mayama from Honey and Clover. He kind of <laughs> put his hair back. So I, I don't really know anything about him post that point. So I, this move was new to me. I'm like, wow, that's completely different from any other character I've come up against in this game. And it it even extends to the support characters. Um, Alan Walker from D Gray Man. I feel like even as just a support character, and it's a shame he's only a support character. I would have liked to have yeah. seen him as playable. Yeah, I feel me like too. just watching him run in the way he would use his claw and stuff like, wow, he's doing that a little bit differently from the other support characters I have. So who do you think some of the really interesting options? You already mentioned Nube there. Who else is pretty cool? Going off your support there, I think uh, Jaguar. Uh-huh. From a Pew Tofuku Jaguar. He's, um, <laughs> you always see him in this... jump stuff. Oh, God. And I loved playing him in the Stars game. So I was glad to see him at least as a support here. Yeah. And his move where he just runs and man, he keeps running. He will hunt <laughs> you down to throw these noodles on your face. And like, it's a really good way to like interrupt somebody. And it's really hard to get away from. And I was like, geez, I'm glad he's top tier now. <laughs> just like, along with that, um, I think as far as a playable character that has some really neat options uh, i mentioned uh kenshin before because yeah. his guard break is so good because like he'll sheath his sword and then you can like move around and dash faster than any other character mm-hmm. like you can move so fast and then next time you do an attack it's a guaranteed guard break if you land it and then you can go straight into your combos again love it i love him i love shishio shishio has been one of my main men i love that move where he just drags his sword in the ground and runs towards you just like yeah like a dragon punch with it it's so good it's just got a great range i love that i love having characters that i can uh play with a little bit from a distance so you're gonna set myself up a little bit i think my um my personal favorite character to use is jonathan joestar Oh, Jonathan, I'm a Joseph dude. I just love his nunchucks flying all over the uh, place. Yeah, he's, uh, I love his little clack of volley. <laughs> so much fun. But Jonathan, I love because he has, 
he lands more hits than Kenshiro does. He does. He really does. Yeah. So what I did to get, you know, if I can lock somebody down, so I start my combo and then do the sunlight yellow overdrive where you're getting like 50 punches in their face. Then you summon Kenshiro and keep the punches going. And then you can do it again and get like a hundred hit combo. And it feels so good every time. It is, uh, you know, another character, I think he does this both as a regular move and his support move. And that's a Bobo Bo where he just kind of casually walks forward with the nose nose hair flying all over the place. It's, it's a wonderful move and it's infuriating to come up against God, the worst part is when he's flicking the boogers at you yep, yep. and then he locks you down and then like kicks dawn patch over god oh it leaves that like residual kind of fades away off the screen kind of yeah thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's little touches like that too that really just sell every single move i mean if you know these series at all you're gonna recognize all of that we haven't talked much about dragon ball where this is a dragon ball podcast and we're talking about <laughs> everything but dragon ball uh so from dragon ball we have goku vegeta and frieza and they're all played in this game we have a namek stage as well here what do you think about them so i think that uh first off vegeta is across the board i think everybody's agreeing that he's one of the best in the game only because of big bang attack oh yeah it's a wonderful attack to use it's so good and it has a support form so you can just use that as your support as well if you just want to supplement his move with another character that doesn't have like a good ranged attack. Vegeta is the one that stands back and just shoots a lot, which we've seen a lot in the Dragon Ball games. Like even just in Battle of Z, he was the key blast guy. He just stands back there, shoots a bunch of blasts, and he's very solid long range. Goku has these really, really awesome like little teleport combos and stuff mm-hmm. that feel so satisfying to land. And when you're in a uh, Super Saiyan, you can do little extensions to them and like shoot a Kamehameha after you punch them away. There's all these really neat options that you can do and landing supers with everybody like Final Flash or the uh, Genki Dama feels so good when you do it. It does. I mean, you're describing almost this uh, perfect combination between the Sparking Style games and Battle of Z. I think Spike just happened to nail almost inadvertently through their experience here. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I've played the Dragon Ball characters the least of everyone. I feel like I don't Me have too. enough to say about them because I've been enjoying. I mean, yes, Dragon Ball is my favorite series of all time, but you know, the time I got into anime was uh, kind of dipping back a little bit that golden era of Shonen Jump. So things like Kenshin, I mean, Kenshin was a huge part of my formative mm-hmm. years with just the jump brand. You know, you get the later stuff, obviously. I'm a big One Piece fan as well. I know who Boa is. Don't know enough about her. I do not know who Red Dog is at all. So he may as well not even be in the game to me. I just know that his voice actor is the narrator for Kaiji. And that's all I need. But I agree with you that I've played the Dragon Ball characters the least. And I was curious if you were going to agree with me there. That I think we've just played so many games with them that I'm like... I know what you're going to do. They're Dragon Ball characters and they feel good. They yeah. feel like you're playing a Dragon Ball game, which is which is fun. But well, that's I want to see all the other guys. It's a chance to play all these other characters as if they're in a Dragon Ball game. But yes. like we said earlier, it's just as much their game as it is a Dragon Ball game. I, I think we just have that inclination to feel that way because of our history with Spike and in turn yeah. Spike's history with Dragon Ball. It's very easy to see this being like if you're buying it 
coming from this podcast, if you're a giant Dragon Ball fan, I think it's going to be easy to say, oh, it's a Dragon Ball game. You know, get to, you know, want to main Goku, main Vegeta, fight all these other characters. But I encourage anybody that's coming from that mindset to play everyone else. You're going to have so much fun just picking a character. I have no idea who this guy is. Who's Koro Sensei? What the hell is this? <laughs> He's so good. Pick him. He's so much fun. Like, that's the best part about this is exploring all these different franchises. And I think that is their best marketing move is making these characters fun to where I want to go, huh, I kind of want to check that series out now. So let's talk about the little things that make this game so forward thinking. I picked up the Andy Song version of the PS3 version and then the regular edition of the Vita version. And coming in to the Andy Song version was like, all right, how do I set this? So the way it works is the songs are just on the disc. That's you don't have to download anything. It's they're just there. You can interplay between and a song and non and a song version, which is wonderful. So they somehow managed to print two different SKUs and still have them talk to each other. I'm yeah. very happy that, that managed to work out. The way that the soundtrack in this game works is there's the default set of songs. Every single song can be replaced with one of two things. If you have the Andy Song version, you can go to the, you know, I want to switch the song. Okay, I'm going to go to the Andy Song folder. All right, I want to switch it to this song. So it can just be completely replaced with another song. And is there like 21, 22 songs? Something I like th that. I think there's 21. You can swap every single one out or none of them out or half of them out. And then, you know, I think the first one is Raging Blast, which is obviously the Dragon Ball song. You can leave that one alone, go down to number two, swap that out for Head Chala if you want. And then you've got two Dragon Ball songs. You can mix and match anything you want. There is another option which is available on the standard edition as well, and that's any song that is on your console, you can swap that in as a truly custom soundtrack. Now, a lot of people have talked about custom soundtracks over the years, and what that is basically equated to is just playing a song in the background, where if you're playing a game on PS3 or 360, you know, you bring up that media menu and you browse to the music player, it'll just play that song in place of your game's music. So you might still hear the sound effects, but it's just going to keep playing. So say you're playing in Street Fighter and you start playing, I don't know, let's just say you you start playing a Mozart song. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just going to keep playing that. When you come to the end of the match, it's not going to stop playing the Mozart song and play the wind music. Or if you're playing Final Fantasy, it's not going to stop playing that and play do 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 It's just going to keep playing. And when it hits the end of that track, it'll play the next track. J-Stars does it as a true custom soundtrack where you replace that song and you Let's say you put Hedgehala as your stage background music. When you start your match, Hedgehala starts playing. And then when you go into victory, victory burst mode, is that the name of the mode? Victory, yeah. Burst mode, whatever the burst mode is. It stops playing that. It plays your burst mode song. When burst mode is over, it goes back and starts playing your stage music again. When your match is over, it stops playing the stage music and it plays, you know, match over music. And then you're back to the menu. It's a completely flexible to the nth degree soundtrack option that I would expect from an indie North American developer. This is a multi-billion dollar empire in Japan. I, I cannot believe they gave us this flexibility. Absolutely. The first thing I wanted to do was go in there and put like some Butoden tracks. I in. did the same thing. And, I put Freeze the theme from Super Butoden 1. Yes. And you can do that. Like it does it. And it'll play it in the match. And then you'll hear the regular soundtrack when you're in the menus and stuff. And you can you can look. There's a list of what songs correspond to what happens when you pick which character. Uh -huh. So you can kind of set it up that way too. But the 
funniest thing is putting in Rock the Dragon for Goku <laughs> and putting in the little One Piece for kids opening for all the One Piece characters. You're a terrible person. <laughs> And so that's what I did when I had that. And I made my burst music touch and dare. And awesome. so anytime I go into burst, but it just, it feels great that you can also set them up. So like they'll keep looping and stuff mm-hmm. as you fight. And it's just, it's, I did not expect this either. I don't, I don't know if it works online though. No, you, you won't hear custom music now, now. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was going to be able to do that. Because the um one of the big things for the newest Gundam release was that it worked online when you did the custom soundtrack. Oh wow, that's crazy! So I was yeah, I was kind of hoping that J Stars was going to do this, but regardless, if you're playing with friends and you guys are around and you hear those tracks kick in, it's so it's it just it's a different experience than just say just put on the song in the background while we're fighting. You know, yeah, like it feels like it's integrated and now it's your own customized experience it's great yeah i mean the fact that they gave you if you buy the anna song version as many of those songs as they did is great but i'm further customizing it even more like you said you're throwing in your stupid little rock the dragon which is yeah. honestly <laughs> oh, honestly an awesome idea and i'm gonna go do the Thank same thing you. please do it it's so fun so but like i said i put in freeze's theme from super butonin one to make it uh kind of like that specific i've been doing a lot of the karaoke versions of themes i found the vocals a little bit distracting as i was playing with all the Mm -hmm. character voices and sound effects going on so i put in the karaoke versions of for example we are and the uh first new jojo opening that kind of stuff and it took it to another awesome fan love degree and the fact that they let me do that is it just that they've conceded defeat to the mp3 bootlegging world i don't know like i I don't want to say conceded defeat but i want to say that they're conscious of what people like because there have been games that have done this custom soundtrack thing totally and they're probably like we can get on this people want that feature enough to warrant them getting like the anasound version because they'll have the songs already there or Mm -hmm. whatever they want on their hard drive i think it's a brilliant move and we clearly love it so yeah. Gotta gotta commend them for that. So what else about J Stars? I mean, we've talked about it looks great. It feels pretty darn good. <laughs> the yeah. the options that we have are are wonderful and flexible. Uh do we just talk about the the roster of characters? Do, do you feel like it's uh enough? I would have liked a few more. And the only discouraging thing is knowing that Jotaro and Dio are on the disc somewhere right like they're 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 at least their hex data is somewhere in the I game i saw that it is what four characters that are referenced in some way yeah it's um die from some franchise i'm not sure oh, the yo from dragon shaman Quest. king yeah the dragon crest one and uh yo from shaman king right and then uh dio and jotaro yeah i would have loved if they could have made it yeah. because there are um you have one piece has four characters dragon ball has three i think one piece does have the most i think the most other ones have three yeah, One Piece has has the most. I would have liked to see a bit more representation. Maybe even just more series as well. Like at least one character from some few other shows that were support. Like you said, you mentioned, I think Alan should have been playable. Or at least somebody else. Like uh, like uh, Nero from uh, Supernatural Detective. Okay. I thought that he should have been playable. Because like all the people in the Stars games, I was kind of banking on the people that I like to play in the Stars games being playable. I gotcha. But yeah, yeah. there's what? Like, I think there's... How many playable? Like 40? I think there's like 40 There's a good amount. Or something. And 
it still feels like you always have, there's always going to be someone there. And I don't think I've even thoroughly explored everyone. I haven't even picked Joseph yet. I've just gone straight to Jonathan. Like, I haven't picked any of the Toriko characters. There's still all this stuff I have to do in the game. And it feels like that you can spend more time with one character than you could in past games. Like, coming from Spike, you played one character in Tenkaichi, you know how the rest play. Right. Like, they have, like, little gimmicks to them, but they all play the same. This is definitely, you can spend much more time, get, like, a hundred matches with one character, and there'll still be some trick where you go, I didn't know that combo. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I could do that. And I think that that is, that's probably its best feature, is it's definitely well-developed enough. There's so much love in this, and I'm just going to keep saying that, that, like, this is... This is dedication to all the franchises here. It's tough because, I mean, we are anime fans, so we're never satisfied. We can always say, oh, like, yeah. oh, if only there was so-and-so. And a lot of people were hoping for Yugi to be represented in some fashion. And Me there's too. the occasional Shaman King fan. For some reason, I was in college when Shaman King was out. So that was one of those, I have infinite free time and I just watched all of Shaman King. I, yep. I tried to do that now. I'd probably shoot myself in the head. I don't think I could <laughs> get my way through it. But so even I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, would have been pretty cool. Would have been neat, I guess. <laughs> so I, I totally do sympathize with that. So there's always like, oh, if only they had so-and-so. Like, the, they almost had it. There's always one or two more you could have pulled in. Yeah. Uh, but I think where it stands is a great lineup. Uh, I do think there should have been one or two more older series to yeah. really give it that representation. I feel like we jumped over a huge history there uh, to the golden age specific and then to the like exact modern era right now. Yeah. Of course, One Piece is strange because, I mean, it came in right after the golden age and is still going. So <laughs> it kind of... yeah. It's weird. But they definitely have a lot of modern, like uh, like uh, Koro Sensei. Yeah, is, yeah. I think that released two years ago in 2012. Like it's still yeah, that's, that's very, very recent. But you got a lot of stuff here and uh, just the representation is, I think, very, very accurate and appropriate for a 45th anniversary of Jump. So Karen, J-Stars, it is exclusive to Japan. It is region free. You can just pick it up. It's sitting at around 80 bucks. You think that is worth the price? You, I'd say people can wait if they want, but if, if there's nothing that's really selling you, if you really like the characters, you can probably wait. If you love, like, Die Hard, and you guys, I know you guys are Dragon Ball fans here, if you're at least like a few other anime franchises represented here, you have a lot of time to spend, like, you had a cruise where you could spend <laughs> to play this game and explore things, because it's definitely offers enough to keep you coming back. But, I don't know, maybe it'll have a, it's probably gonna have, like, a little dip, probably around, I don't know, holidays, maybe sooner than that. I'd say jump on it around then. Or if you can't wait, it's still definitely worth it. It's still selling well. It's been on the charts for four weeks now. Uh, both versions, PS3, Vita, still in the Media Create Top 20 chart. So it's selling very, nice. very well. Uh, I definitely see this getting a Greatest Hits equivalent release at some point. So you probably I'm sure it will, yeah. 2,000 yen lopped off it at some point. Do you think we'll see a more direct follow-up to it sooner than later? Or are we waiting another five years here? Oh, for the God, big five though. Yeah. I God, I don't know because forty five is a weird time to celebrate. Yeah. Um five years, fifty, next gen release, PS4. I, I think I could see them doing something like that. Do a next gen fifty release. That's what that that's what I would say. Is probably bank on that instead of a sequel coming out anytime before then. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see a direct follow-up. So I guess one final question is, it is a Japanese-only game. How import-friendly did you find it, knowing that you, you're obviously taking Japanese quite seriously? If you know um, if you know Katakana 
the game is a breeze. Yeah, if you have EA and High recognized by <laughs> sight, you're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, everything is, um, there's still plenty in English. Uh, you can easily pull up a menu translation or something that says, the only thing that's a little confusing is um online play and like picking characters in free yeah, battle, that, like a lot of the easiest. modes and things. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little confusing and like understanding what character types do, you kind of have to look that up. It's a little negligible, but I think it's definitely very import friendly. Well, you know, we didn't talk much about online play. I definitely had a lot of trouble. I was setting up matches with our buddy Albert here and we were running into extreme lag playing this game. It was pretty much unplayable. How have you uh, fared online? I'm surprised. I've had not many problems. The online's been smooth for all of my uh, North American friends, but if you try to play like ranked matches against Japanese players, that's just going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's a little choppy, but it was still playable. It wasn't nearly as bad as Battle of Z where it just stops. It, it never did that for me. It was still a little like a lot of input delay, but playing with friends and you guys coordinate and you all know that you can connect to each other, it worked totally fine for me. So I'm surprised it didn't work for yeah, you. Yeah, we were still having trouble. I'm going to keep toying around and see if that's changed at all. I don't know. We'll have to get some matches in. I'm sure it'll work. Yeah, fine. you and I haven't played yet. We're going to definitely have yeah. to do that. <laughs> so, J-Stars, it's out. It's been out for a month. It is a pretty solid recommendation from us if you especially if you like Dragon Ball plus one, just anything else represented here, you're going to have a great time with it. All right, Karen, thanks much. J-Stars, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Karen again for joining me to talk about J-Stars Victory Versus. Now, before we totally wrap up, because it's just me talking at the beginning of the show and right now toward the end of the show, I wanted to make sure I got some other, let's call them voices in the mix here, even though you're not going to hear their actual voices. Right before I started recording this intro and outro stuff, I tossed out there on Twitter, what's been the most exciting thing for you in the Dragon Ball world over this last month? Because it's... Like we said, just such a crazy last month we've had. So here are some of your responses. Sean, our buddy Kaboom, definitely minus. And all the, but my perceptions of canon fallout, it's cause. It's exciting in a demolition derby kind of way. Yeah, you know, we had a, a podcast episode many moons back kind of uh, defining what the concept of canon and canonicity and what is canonical to what versus continuity and with and around continuity. Uh, but Desiree joined us for that episode a long while back, it feels like. Uh, I kind of feel like we need a redo of that episode with all the stuff we've had since then. I mean, you think we've had the Jump Super Anime Tour special into Battle of Gods, into Jocko. I mean, this expanded world from Toriyama. We used to be able to say, well, there's a baseline canon or canonicity of maybe you wanted to find that as anything written by Toriyama and Toriyama alone with his pen on dead trees. Well, that's my baseline canon. Well, now you have Jocko and specifically Dragon Ball Minus, and that discussion is just not that easy anymore. So I think that's a, a topic we might revisit in the future. That That's a, a fun one. You know, it's something that I feel like I don't want to I don't want it to come across as we're, we talk down about it and down around it, because I do think it's an important thing. I just think there's a, a lot of misinformation out there and us 
being condescension. We do what we can to provide the best information. All right. What did that person actually say? What did that person mean when they said that? And where was that actually written? Uh, we're kind of your best source for where that information came from. And I think we have a, an updated version of that topic that we can do in the future. So look forward to that. Tyler says the boo arc of Dragon Ball Kai. While I'm more excited for the Funimation dub, it is nice to have the show despite some flaws it has. You know, this is something we've heard with Dragon Ball Kai since it started uh, in Japan in 2009 and then Funimation started their dub in 2010. It was always a second chance for the English dub. You know, my kind of main thought on it was Japan never really needed Dragon Ball Kai. A lot of places throughout the rest of the world, if you want to say needed, you want to put needed in quotes, what you think needed means. A lot of other places needed it far more than Japan did and we're still seeing uh, a lot of opinions about that. Here we are in 2014, Kai is back. Tyler had one more thought. Even though it's fan-made, hyper Dragon Ball Z, the Dragon Ball game I've always wanted. You know, the the fan works kind of stuff is not something we usually cover on Consenshi. We're more about the uh, the official production and even official <laughs> extends to things like Dragon Ball Heroes now. So if we were to cover everything, including all the fan created works, it's kind of impossible to cover all that stuff. So Hyper Dragon Ball Z isn't something we really covered in any news capacity on the site. But we've certainly seen it go around. I mean, it's been on every major video game news site and even some popular media sites. Uh, you've probably seen it. So if you haven't, we'll provide a link to it here uh, in this podcast episode. But people love really well animated Dragon Ball sprites. It's just such a, a nice toss back to the olden days. And people want Dragon Ball fighting games where the characters feel different. Well, I mean, I think people want that. That's what I want. That's why we always love Super Dragon Ball Z here at Konzenshu. And you heard Karen and myself talk about uh, J-Stars a little bit with how different everyone feels. So Hyper Dragon Ball Z, definitely uh, check that that out. Buddy Joe Tanuki said, it was great when Dragon Ball Minus was released and mostly everything that I thought happened didn't. That was fantastic. I think people had uh, a lot of preconceptions about what Dragon Ball Minus may be and uh, no, no matter whether you liked Dragon Ball Minus or loathed Dragon Ball Minus, I think uh, you were left scratching your head by the time you finished that chapter. Ricky Bear says, Battle of Gods director's cut. Never as a kid did I think I would get to see a Dragon Ball movie that was over 100 minutes long. We definitely have to talk about the extended edition of Battle of Gods at some point. Added a lot of stuff, uh, new scenes, new dialogue, new exposition. There's a lot of material to dive into there. That is something we plan on documenting. I already have a lot of work done, but as you can imagine with Kai on and everything else going on, so much to work on. So I'd love to continue to hear what you think some of the most exciting stuff over this last month has been. I, I think we kind of covered everything there. I mean, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we got Kai back, Jocko came out, including Dragon Ball Minus, Battle of Gods Extended Edition, J-Stars. It's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, Dragon Ball Heroes always kicking new stuff out there. Uh, Ultimate Mission 2 on 3DS that has an official release date. We'll see that later this year. And then uh, I guess we'll see if we have any other video game announcements. I mean, Battle of Z came out this calendar year, so will we see another announcement in the same calendar year for perhaps the next calendar year. Very curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, but that's that's so far looking ahead. I mean, there's so much to cover, so much to do, so much to see, so much to hope for. Before we wrap up this here show for good this week, we have to ask that most important question. Who's that character? Last time the clip that we played for you again it was a dragon box and movies clip so the clarity of the audio certainly helps to give things away this is what we played for you 
That was indeed Hiroyuki as Tapion from Dragon Ball Z movie 13. This time around, it's a secret to everybody. I don't even know what it is myself because after I'm done recording, I will go choose something. Here is the clip for you this time here on the show. And then one more time, that clip we played for you. Now, there is no prize other than your own personal pride here for who's that character. Give us your answers. It can be in the forum response thread for every episode we have on our site. It can be on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, wherever you are comfortable. We would love to hear what you think that character might be, where they're from, who voiced them, all of that good stuff. So, that is going to bring our episode to a close. This was a patchwork 360 trying to get back into the swing of things of the podcast here at Konzenshu. Now, we have a lot of great stuff coming to the site. A lot of it's actually kind of stealthily added all the time. You don't, you might not necessarily know it's there. Kai is a big thing going on and despite what a lot of us think about Kai here at Konzenshu, uh, we don't let that affect our documentation. Heath specifically, Mr. Hujia, they're always adding Kai stuff. Uh, there's episode pages each week for the new episode credits, you know, any voice voice replacements. There's been a couple so far, so you can check that stuff out. Synopses, credits, all the stuff that Heath is well known for. He's been updating some uh, older Z episode pages along the way when things still need to get added. So there's a lot of uh, good old documentation guidey stuff going up there. Julian, of course, is plugging away new material all the time. You saw he recently did uh, the TV size lyrics for the new Kai opening and ending theme. There's always new interviews and translations. There's always old interviews and translations. Translations. Uh, I think I just read that there's something in V-Jump this month, so he'll be translating some kind of interview out of that, I'm sure, in the very near future. V-Jump, of course, uh, Shueisha's video game-focused magazine is out in the 21st of every month. This is April, so that would mean it's the June 2014 issue that just came out this week, so look forward to coverage from that magazine, all the cool stuff in there. Uh, Julian and I continuing to always work on back-end stuff for the spin-off manga section, uh, Dragon Ball SD now that the second collected edition is out. Uh, this is an update we put out. Uh, there's chapter titles for Dragon Ball SD now. Those are only in the collected edition. Those aren't in the monthly Psycho Jump publications. So we got that stuff added and then we're going to blow out Dragon Ball SD and Victory Mission at some point, I'm hoping, in the near future. I mean, there's just so much stuff, but we got synopses. We got incredibly detailed chapter notes and all the name puns and all the stuff you expect there. So look forward to that. And then Jake was actually at Kawaii Con in Hawaii recently. You got to hang out with a one Miss Masako Nozawa by hangout. I mean, attend panels and all that stuff. Uh, I'd actually like to grab Jake here on the show real briefly at some point in the near future, get his thoughts on that. I know if you follow along with Jake on Twitter and even over on our forum, you've read a few things and seen some pictures and stuff. Jake has some very curious coverage from one of Nozawa's panels that I'd like to address at some point soon here on the show. So I look forward to Jake talking about things. That's it. I mean, hopefully we're going to get back on schedule here with the podcast. Lots of more stuff. Great topics coming your way. One of the next things we're going to be doing, we're trying to iron out the time with him. Now that Dragon Ball Minus is out, we've kind of been holding off on this topic for a while because there's always new Bardock material coming these last couple of years, right? I mean, episode of Bardock, the manga from Naho Oishi, then they got the animated adaptation, then they kept throwing him in video games again. And now we have Dragon Ball Minus, uh, Lance, Gaffer Tape, Mystere Fusion, 
you know, from uh, Dragon Ball Dissection, his video series on YouTube. I've been uh, a longtime friend of Konzenshu. Going to get him on the show very, very soon to talk about Bardock and what has possibly been done to Bardock and what should not have been done to Bardock and what we're thankful has been done to Bardock. And really, who is Bardock? What is this character that we call Bardock? Can Bardock even be answered in that way anymore? So look forward to that topic very soon. Uh, of course, we'll do a formal review of Dragon Ball Minus separately from that. I mean, there's so many things to do. I think that's it. That's our plan for the near future. Uh, if you're looking to have a serious problem and you're into video games, you can, of course, join up with us in Final Fantasy XIV. The official Konzenshu server world thing is Midgard Sormer. So if you want to pick up the game, there's been a lot of really good deals on it lately. I know uh, Green Man Gaming had it recently for like 12 bucks. Uh, you, know, you pick it up, you get 30 days free. It is a subscription-based MMO in today's world, but I've fallen hard. It's terrible. Uh, Kieran just resubscribed as well, and there's a lot of uh, Konzenshu friends that are playing. So if you would like to join us, please do. We would love to have you uh, sign up. Uh, again, we're on the Midgard Sormer world. My name is Mike Konzenshu. I know, really original name. Join up with us. Love to play, do some dungeons, do some raids be terrible people together. Let's do that. I think that's it. So uh, my name's Mike Vegito EX. Of course, for all the regular Konzenshu folk, we got Heath, Hujio, Julian, Saya Jedi, Jake, Herms, all of our regular friends and family here. www.kanzenshu.com. That is Konzenshu. Find us, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, all the usual places. We got all that stuff. Uh, and um, now would be a good time post-tax uh, refund time period <laughs> if you uh, are interested in contributing and helping the site continue to exist on a month-to-month -month basis. We would appreciate that help. You can check out that donate page. Uh, I am once again behind on updating that donate page on the site, but we are also behind again a couple months in terms of uh, being able to assign donations to cover months of hosting. So now would be a wonderful time to get in on that. Don't like to talk about it often, but running Konzenshu can be an expensive endeavor. We appreciate all the help and support you can give, whether that is through a donation or really even just telling a friend about the website, everything involving the website, whether it's the website, the news, the content, all that stuff, the podcast, forum, wherever you love about Konzenshu. We love that you love it. Let's wrap this up. All right, because now I'm just starting to ramble. 360 of our podcast here, Konzenshu. Again, my name has been Mike Vegeta. Toe EX. We will see you next time. Is this really 2014 in the Dragon World? I suppose it is. Thanks. Peace out. See ya.